Good morning, everybody. Hope everyone's doing fantastic on this wonderful Wednesday morning, first day of March. Everyone had a great uh, February. We certainly did. A um, bunch of things to talk about today. We've got a, uh, a, a great masterclass live happening tomorrow. In fact, let me, um, let me get you over to that screen right now just so people can learn about that and then also sign up for it right now. Even if you don't sign up for any of our classes, um, hitting the subscribe button um, is really important because you get on, into our, our email club. But even before we go in there, um, my name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. Uh, I've been training for 20 years, over 10,000 dogs, close to 300 seminars. We have a training center based in New England, which we've already announced, but I'll keep announcing it um, because we'll be selling all of the contents in the training center. We are moving um, to Florida, moving it to Florida, actually much smaller scale, uh, more personalized. Um, one of the reasons why we're doing that is because I'm in Florida now and our head trainer is going to be moving down here and um, we'll be doing um, board and train down here with um, obviously basic obedience, um, advanced obedience, as well as behavior modification. So we'll be taking all of your, your oh, your extremely badly behaved dogs and dangerous dogs we'll be taking down here as well. Um, at the end of this month, March, every single item, just about um, every item, desks, stand-up freezers, refrigerators, crates, kennels, um, the rubber flooring, I mean, everything that makes up our training center, we've been there for 11 years, is um, for sale. Um, it is uh, uh, cash and carry, first come, first serve. It'll most likely be the last week of uh, March. I'll be announcing the official dates, but you want to keep that in mind. Um, plan accordingly. Um, it's going to be pretty incredible, um, 11 years of stuff. Uh, Going, we're planning on not bringing much down here um, at all because just a dramatic downsizing from 12,000 square feet to, you know, much, much less, um, not working as many dogs at once. The reason being is we're spending a lot of time on our online um, courses, our online classes, because we um, have decided how can we help the most people efficiently and our online classes is accomplishing that. Our online courses is accomplishing that. We're able to help people around the world um, at a much, much lower price. Um, between our courses and our online consults, you actually can fully train your dog. I mean, you don't even need to go to a dog trainer. I think what's missing is information. Um, what's missing is uh, uh, technique. What's missing is just people just don't know what to do. So that's happening. And on that note, uh, to now let me go back to tomorrow's um, workshop, which is, um, again, if you're not subscribed to our mailing list club, please hit subscribe right here. You don't have to buy anything. You just subscribe and then you'll get emails. And you'll get emails on things that are not open to the public. So you get a lot of um, emails that nobody else knows about. But 
the mastering the walk with your dog we have a dog coming in today sometime this morning or early afternoon um it's a large german shepherd um definitely forges ahead a lot very powerful dog on the leash and this is applicable towards any size dog um but tomorrow live unedited um joelle will be doing the training on this one and you'll be able to um, do q a and we'll show you how to get a fantastic fantastic walk um, it's uh, plenty of time to ask questions but you'll learn all about the tools the techniques the philosophy um, how actually gentle it can be um, i think there's a lot of misinformation out there um, and then the week after the, so when you make the purchase it's for two days one day is tomorrow and then the week after um, is the second one when we've had the dog for a week and you'll start seeing now the fine tuning the high levels of distraction you know um you know where we are but you'll see tremendous change just on the first day if you can't make the class that's fine you can still buy the course and um it it's all recorded anyway so everything is recorded. So whether you attend it live or you um, can attend it, you will be able to um, get a, a video of the course. Um, and then if you're part of like any of our Q&A programs, like the What Would Jeff Do program, which is on tonight and Friday night, if you're part of our Patreon Zooms, you can always ask questions, you know, you know, on those classes. Uh, um, as, as well so we're going to be doing a lot of uh, small little mini workshops mini work classes like this very affordable um people struggle with their dogs walking uh somebody made a comment this morning or late last night about how they have two dogs and they've tried everything and they can't get their dogs to stop pulling um and when anyone ever says i've tried everything my first response is have you tried every you've probably just tried everything that you're um, you know about, which isn't, that's not a, a, a rib against them, but if you don't know about something, well, then how could you try it? So we'll show you things that you most likely don't know about, and it's not necessarily a, a tool that you don't know about, it's a technique that you don't know about. Um, I think um, once you understand the tools, techniques, the philosophy, the methodology, I think you'll um, you'll see that it's a game changer. I mean, your average dog with a knowledgeable trainer or a person with the right knowledge can get their dog to walk in less than five minutes. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Um, we already have a leash reactivity um, uh, course. And we have something called Green to Graduate course as well. But let's start talking about um board and train i've been seeing a lot of comments not on our page but i see a lot of conversation it's been going on for a long time and people are they have for some reason a negative view of a board and train and that could be because of a couple of things number one they it could be because the human needs to be involved i agree a thousand percent but let's keep in mind something. Let's say you've got a two-year-old dog. Well, you've been involved for two years. How's that going for you? 
So if you're still struggling, but you were involved, that's not working. Also, if you've got a dog that's got extremely reactivity, you know that most dog trainers don't work on that? They say they do, but they actually don't. I know this for a fact because I've been doing this for 20 years. Aggression, probably 1% of the dog trainers out there actually work with true aggression. 1%. Now, some people might say they work with aggression, but they don't. They don't. They never address aggression head on. They never address it head on. So very small amount. Separation anxiety, that's really hard for owners to to um, get through. Leash reactivity, that's hard. Aggression, that's very, very difficult. A tiny percentage of owners can rehab their own dog that's aggressive. Um, now, we do a lot of online consults and we help people on all these things and they are successful, but that's just us. Very, very few people can accomplish that. Um, and then you've got everything from off-leash obedience, on-leash obedience, state of mind, um, stopping unwanted behaviors. So the magic of a boarding train is it needs to actually come out of the home. It needs to come out of the potentially most likely toxic environment, which doesn't mean abusive environment or terrible environment. It just means there's something called association. Um, and the owner and the dog have been doing things repetitively that have created an association of this is how I act when I'm around my owner. This is how I act when I'm around my home. Well, then you say to yourself, well, if I send my dog away, when my dog comes back, won't it do the same thing? And that's where the human training comes in. It's like, number one, when it comes to training a dog, you need to do hundreds, if not thousands of reps of a command. Well, someone's got to do that. Most owners will not do that. That doesn't mean they're lazy. It's just a huge time suck. I think as, as the busier we've gotten now, a lot of people are willing to put in the work, but they really would like it if the dog was already trained up and then they don't mind upkeeping the work. And that doesn't mean they're lazy. It also doesn't destroy the relationship. You'll actually have, I mean, most people that bring us their dogs, and I'm going by the data that we have over the last 20 years. So with 10,000 dogs, I would say that the high 90% of the dogs that come into us, they actually have a pretty toxic relationship with their dogs. Now, they love their dogs, but we're talking about behavior. We have to separate those things out. You can love your dog as much as you want, but that's not going to have your dog become trained. There's a lot of messaging out there now that pretty much says the more you love your dog, the better it will behave. That can't be the, that's probably one of the farthest, that's actually a lie. I mean, if anything, one thing in common that every one of the dogs that comes to us, even dogs that kill other dogs, 
dogs that bite humans, dogs that bite their owners. Their owners love them. That's that's that that's that that's across the board. But what does that have to do with training? Nothing. Zero. You don't need to love a dog to train a dog, to fully train a dog, to fully rehab a dog. You don't have to have emotional feelings towards the dog. We're cold and uncaring, even though sometimes it appears that way. But when we have a dog in a really bad place and we wanted that dog to go to a really good place, most people are not emotionally prepared for that transition. They're not. I talk to people every single day and just simple things like your dog guards you. So let's get your dog out of the bed. Your dog actually, if someone approaches you, if somebody approaches you, your dog actually lunges and bites them. This is a, this is a typical phone call we get. Typical, meaning at least five times a week. Um, email, phone call, um, on, on our, on our uh, podcast, every one of them. Um, well, if a dog is guarding you, why are you letting it sleep in your bed? Is there a connection? Of course there's a connection. Now, asking an owner to have the dog sleep out of their bed and God forbid we mention the, the word crate, well, that's really difficult for the owner. So if you've got a dog that is biting people and you struggle with the concept of getting your dog out of the bed, it's going to be really challenging for you to rehab your dog. So that's why having your dog go to a boarding train where they don't have that emotional connection and they can stick to actually the methodical process of rehab as well as massive amounts of knowledge like we can troubleshoot we can troubleshoot every behavior and when you talk when you're talking about fearful anxious behaviors that's very challenging to do rehabbing a fearful dog is not easy because a lot of it goes against what your heart tells you to do because your heart tells you to be more compassionate, which doesn't mean we're uncompassionate, but be more compassionate, be more loving, be more, um, uh, 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 it's very common that we're nurturing that fear without us knowing we're nurturing that fear, meaning as an owner. So nobody's doing it on purpose, but they just don't know that what they're doing is actually making it worse. So there's the human training part, which is a huge part of it. So dogs that go to our board and train get six hours of human training, but they get it with a rehabbed and trained dog. And then they get also lots and lots of information that we have for free online. So just going down the rabbit hole of our free information, there's so much that you can learn. You can change your whole life with your dog just by absorbing our free information. So that's even before you send it away. But, you know, 
if we can accomplish what we can accomplish without doing a board and train, we would, we would do it. I mean, our staff is working around the clock. We're staffed 24 seven. Something needs to be addressed at two or three in the morning, usually barking. We address that. So like staff works tirelessly to, to work with these dogs to get them in a better place so the family can have a better life. But I take my truck to get an oil change at the oil change place. That's probably not the best comparison, but I mean, it's not rocket science to change oil, but I do it because out of convenience, not because I'm lazy, because I find that a better option. But when it comes to a boarding train, you're working with a lot of moving parts with an issue that you don't know how to work through. And people are throwing out, you know, horse stories that, oh, your dog is going to change. I hope so. It's going to change for the better. But this concept of the dog is going to be, there's people that associate training with robotics. Oh, I love a robot dog. I haven't seen too many robot dogs in my life, except for, I think, MIT and a couple of universities in New Haven, Connecticut and Boston, Massachusetts are actually creating actual robot dogs. Other than that, I'm not seeing dogs being robot dogs. Now, I think that a lot of people are... Um, surprised when they see a well-trained dog. I mean, when we have dogs do downstays at Home Depot at the front entrance and not move, usually people will say, what's wrong with your dog? Or I wish my dog could do that. Now, nothing's wrong with the dog. They're just not used to seeing a dog that's calm around distractions. And yes, your dog could do it too. We haven't met a dog that couldn't do a downstay for as long as we wanted to at the entrance of Home Depot. We just haven't. And these are dogs that don't even know downstays. And these are dogs that are skittish, fearful, anxious dogs that on every sight and sound, they want to run away. But that's the power of rehab. That's the power of rehab. So, so for a board and train, it has so many pros and very little cons. For some folks, it's too pricey. But when you break it down by the hour, it's a really good deal. If you don't have the budget, that's fine. Get the right information, follow that right information, and but you need to have a different mindset. Because if you use the same mindset, it's going to usually hinder you when it comes to rehab. Now, I'm not talking about basic obedience. I'm not talking about advanced obedience as much as I'm talking about behavior modification. But most owners are not set up for behavior modification. Most dog trainers don't do behavior modification. They just don't. They just do simple obedience. Excuse me. Or sport. 
or um, tricks or agility, all wonderful things. But as far as modifying the behavior of your dog, taking a dog that's anxious, fearful, stressed, um, and building confidence, taking a dog that's aggressive, not aggr- making it not aggressive, taking a dog that's um, quote unquote stubborn and making that dog extremely well trained on leash and off leash. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Um, and that's what the benefit of board and train is. So I can't speak for every boarding train. I can just speak for ours, but we're staff. Like we have staff around the clock, around the clock. There's staff there. If there's ever an emergency at three in the morning, which 11 years at this location, I guess the biggest emergency was Christmas day. We once had and a, a slight emergency where we had to take a dog to the emergency room on Christmas. But other than, and a staff member um, canceled their family plans to get the dog there. But other than that, just knowing that somebody is there overnight with your dog. So I can't speak for every board and train. I always tell owners to do their due diligence. Um, but I know of many that are great, many that are great. So, so if you're struggling with the boarding train, you can always ask a question about it. And a lot of folks will say, well, they train like you do. I'm like, no, they don't train like we do. Nobody trains like we do. We train like we do. Then they train like they do. That doesn't mean we're better. It just means like, no, they train like they train. It's like, I mean, just because someone uses the same tools and techniques and philosophy, that doesn't mean they train like we do. Um, there's many ways that you can train. Um, so, and now with social media, there's so much information out there on social media where you could um, see the work that's being done. And that's why also we're doing all these lives now because you can see in real time, like what the live we did last week on um, the live that we did last week on uh, eCower or two weeks ago on eCower, it was an eCower live with Coco. And um, we sh- everybody was surprised how gentle it is, at least the way for us, they were really surprised how gentle I am with dogs because people know me mostly for stopping unwanted behaviors because I'm extremely firm with that, as you should be. That's how you stop an unwanted behavior. So um, I think um, I think it dramatically helps when you see people actually, like social media helps with all of that, helps with all of that. All right, let's see what we got for the questions. Uh, Stuggle Bun says, good morning, good morning to you. Deb, happy Wednesday, Jeff. Happy Wednesday to you, good to see you on the Zoom yesterday. We have a Patreon Zoom on Tuesdays. One of the benefits of, one of the benefits of joining Patreon, number one, just the 20%, just knowing that we're gonna be doing all of these courses this year, um, the fact that you save 20% on all your courses and all your consults, that's worth the $10 a month right there. 
Um, Caroline says, good morning, good morning to you. Hope you're doing fantastic. She's one of my OG clients back in Rhode Island, back when I used to go to people's houses. So Murph says, uh, good morning, good morning. Mickey, sweet, sweet power, sweet power back on in Michigan. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I didn't even know you lost power. But I imagine people did because there's storms. Uh, Brittany, good morning, everyone. Good morning to you. Daniel, how are you today? Fantastic. Fantastic. Went to the gym at 5 o'clock because that's when they open. Came home. Had breakfast. Took the dogs out for a bike ride. Um, after the podcast, I'll be taking Pippa out for a nice structured walk. Um, chickens are out of their coop. So I got to build a roof to their chicken coop this weekend. That's my big project. Um, Daniel loves the show. Sid says, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Jojo, GSD. Good morning, all. I, uh, I can't watch the live, so we'll catch the replay later when I get home. Wishing everyone a wonderful day. Oh, thank you, Jojo. Hope you're doing well. Melissa, good morning, Jeff. Hope you're well. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Jade. Drink, Walter. Hey, Jeff, I've been doing a lot of flooding and bum training. I'm not sure what bum training is. Maybe that's a typo. Training by just walking him downtown through busy parts of the city, but he's still too territorial at home. Is he kind of the best fix for that? Um, as far as the best fix, it's a highly effective fix. So dogs by nature are territorial, but I don't want my dogs to be territorial because you're going you're gonna to bite Amazon. Like yesterday, we had three Amazon deliveries. Now, the dogs are not out from the front yard, but, you know, that's who they're going to bite. They're going to bite someone who's supposed to be on your property, most likely. So with, with um, territorial behavior, such as rushing the door and barking, an e-collar is the simplest way to stop it. And you can stop it in one session. One session. And you don't do it by redirecting. That's another thing people, you know, redirect. You know, and here's a great example is if you gave your dog more love and affection, it would actually become more territorial. So, so I'm glad that you're doing all the other training, but they're not connected. They're not connected. So you've got to add in like how to stop territorial issues. Terrence has agreed sometimes a trainer just needs to have the dog in a different environment and the owner still needs to learn how to do it and be just as believable as the trainer. Yeah, that's the one of the biggest things is a way and owners get beat down by their dogs. I mean, they get just ripped apart. Not, I mean, some literally, some of our clients literally get hospitalized by their dogs, but they just get beat down by their dogs. Just if you have a dog and it's leash reactive and you take it for a walk every day and every day it explodes and you start hating the walk. I mean, you're just beat down. And, and when you can have somebody come in and teach your dog how to walk past all these things that used to make it reactive and then pass that knowledge on to you. And then you can be empowered on how to do that. And then your dog believes you. Then your dog believes you. It's a wonderful feeling. And, and getting your dog out of its 
historically toxic, which doesn't mean bad, but toxic environments where it's not making progress. And um, it's very, very effective because I've done in-home training. I did that for eight years. Um, I go to people's houses, but now I'm still doing triage in-home training to stop unwanted behaviors. But I mean, boarding train is just fantastic. Apex Canine, good morning, good morning to you. Sue says, yes, in terms of dealing with bad choices and behaviors from anyone, love in your heart, sure, affection, nope, yep. I wish, I wish that it was emotionally easier to transition a dog from a really unwanted behavior to a really good behavior. And I think that's my biggest pet peeve, and lately we're seeing a lot of it, and I've shared a lot of it on this show, that there's so many messages out there now from the force-free and positive community that um, the more you love your dog, the more affection you give your dog, the more choices you give your dog. I mean, I saw something yesterday that's like, give your dog lots of choices. I'm like, well... Yes, but you got to give your dog also proper feedback. If you're going to give your dog lots of choices, are you assuming that the dog is going to make the right choice? Really? You think your dog is going to just automatically not piss and shit in the house? You think your dog is not going to just resource guard something? You think your dog is not going to just jump up on people? You think your dog is not going to just lunge at other dogs? You think your dog is going to make the right choice to always go outside to go to the bathroom? See, we've domesticated these animals. So we're actually asking them to live in our world. So knowing that, we've got to teach them our world rules. That seems to be a concept that is lost. Von Fraunhofer, German Shepherds, I don't know any place that has 24-7 like you are. Um, I, I know some. I know some. There are there are places that have people that sleep there. Um, it's fabulous as well as training the human for six hours. That's probably not as I've, – I've, I've heard as low as 30 minutes after a board and train, which is just not enough. There's no way – I mean, there's no way that you can help owners troubleshoot – educate owners on all the protocols and the tools on rethinking their philosophy. Um, I think that's um, really difficult to do. Um, Jay drink water. My dog is great in public, but since COVID not greatest guests and protecting backyard, it's a course of that mix. Um, I think um I, I I think COVID, I've said this before, some of these behaviors um, in one session. So you can stop your dog from guarding your house, from being protective. What they just did is not acceptable. Sometimes it does. Sometimes dogs, we've had dogs. There's other things that you could be dogs from guarding homes, being overprotective. Um, you could stop pretty darn quick with your no marker and then your consequence. And we've gotten into detail on past shows and how to, how to do that. Um, 
Is Joelle a trainer of yours or your wife? Um, I'm not married. I'm divorced. And um, um, Joelle started out as a trainer. And we've got some businesses uh, together. And she does. Naughty Boy Lawn? Naughty Boy Lawn. Welcome to the show. I haven't seen you be here. Odd and aggression. Um, I mean that it's coming in in order to promote it. But I talk about it all the time and we show protocols, but um, with behavior mod, we absolutely can do it. With aggression, we can only show show so much. Um, we can only show so much. Aggression rehab is not pretty. It's not pretty at all. But I'll exp I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it all day long. I show it in my seminars, which I'm not doing anymore. But I can talk about it and we can show. But there's only so much that we can show. Not because we're being mean to the dog, but rehabbing aggression is not pretty. It's not pretty at all. Um, but behavior mod, absolutely, absolutely. The, the problem with that is sometimes like the dog, you know, okay, 3 p.m. Wednesday, we're doing behavior mod on something. Like we're going to be doing a resource guarding one. Now, we're going to be looking for a dog that does that. It's going to have to be the first day that the dog comes in. But what happens if the dog doesn't resource guard? We have a resource, we have a resource guarding um, course right now already on, a, on, the web, on our Academy website. Let me put that address up there. Um, if you go to Academy, uh, get him to not want to pull and run away is okay to shock you. If you address the behavior and not the mindset at first, which is what the messaging out there is, you need to find actually, not necessarily. You, if you're walking your dog and your dog gets startled and wants to say break heel and flee, you can correct that. Even if it's afraid of something, you can correct the breaking of proper positioning. Say your dog was in a down. And I mean, we got we did this yesterday with, with Pippa. We had Pippa in a down yesterday, and she was very skittish around like trash cans and you know, moving things, and she would she'd keep breaking command. Well, we would correct her for breaking command. And then I don't know, within minutes, those environmentals didn't bother her. So using the remote collar, the shock collar, to get dogs over problems, you definitely, there's an art to it. And one of the benefits of doing a one-on-one -on -one with me is I'll explain it in full detail how to do it. Because I don't want people just shocking their dogs without knowing the proper protocol, but also without knowing what to do afterwards. So that's very, very important. But at least your attitude is least is correct about um, you don't force your dog to say hi. You should actually never force your dog to say hi. 
ever. That's not advocating for your dog. That's 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 not a good idea. So at least at least you're doing that. That's gonna that's gonna dramatically help. Um, Ramona says, "Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Megan. I was thinking of getting the comfort wings and see if that makes a difference. I'm not." Oh, oh, Megan, I'm sorry. I missed your first question. Is it typical for an English Mastiff to not feel e-cow or stem below a 16? I mean, I don't think it's a breed thing. I think that a lot of dogs, if they're highly aroused, they're not going to feel, first of all, 16 is not a terribly, terribly high working level. Started at 16, started at 18, started at 20. You're going to find that the level probably goes down as the dog gets more in sync with you. At seminars, we've had dogs like you're not showing anything until the 20s. And by exercise, number one seminar, we had a dog that didn't show. Because a lot of it's based on distractions. A lot of it's based on distractions. Kim says, good morning, Jeff. Uh, on a down watching kids play soccer ball, bounced over him and, and he, he went for it. I corrected you to return quickly and went into a down. Good. The next ball that rolled by, he just watched it roll on. Awesome. Yeah, it's funny because Wes got nailed by a soccer ball yesterday and he was in a down. Hand. Um, Kim, hi, how are you today? Good morning. Um, I just put up the link academy.solidcannontraining.com. Let's jump over to that again um, for folks to sign up. To sign up, right? If you want to sign up for the, the class that starts tomorrow, Joel will be training that. Um, you would, uh, first of all, you should, no matter what, subscribe to our email family. But if you want to sign up for it, you sign up for it by clicking that. And it's $77 for two mastering the walk. Oh, it's at four. For some reason, I thought it was later. That's great. I mean, earlier. What did I say later? Yeah, earlier. Jay Drinkwalter, um, you're the best, Jeff. Thanks for all the help. Seriously, the most accessible live advice. Oh, thank you. I, I tried. What training skills or techniques falls under behavior mod versus behaviors that can be fixed in minutes? Um, well, even behavior mod can be fixed in minutes. I mean, so we separate obedience training, such as all your basic obedience training, like sit, down, place, heel, recall, kennel up as is in the obedience spectrum. But then when it comes to behavior mod, we talk about separation anxiety, aggression, um, leash reactivity, um, even jumping up on people, um, even rushing front doors and barking. But like rushing a front door and barking can be stopped in seconds. Jumping up on people can be stopped in seconds. So that can be stopped in seconds, but we, we it's all dog training, but we just categorize that underneath behavior mod. That's just us. Bulldog J, this morning my dog was away from me on the other side of the house. I tried my recall, did not think she was trained enough yet, but she came super proud. Awesome. Good job, Bulldog. That's great. It means you've been putting in the work. Chris says, good morning, Jeff. Was playing with the idea of setting 
get at a board and train to improve her and give her the best foundation for the real world. Um, Yana, that might, well, it's not gonna hurt. It's not, it's not gonna hurt. I mean, I think that um, the amount of exposure that Yana would get, at least with us, would be very, very helpful. Would be very, very helpful. If you want to go to us, just fill out a contact form and I'll give you a call, Chris. And that's what we've got today. 8.42, time for Angelo to make sure he had breakfast, which he did, makes his own breakfast. He's got school starting in 15 minutes. And I'm going to go walk a dog. All right, everybody. So sign up for that masterclass on healing. It's a game changer. You'll pick up at least half a dozen pointers on that. Plus it's two, two, two sessions a week apart. And then don't forget the training center is um, moving from Providence to Florida and um, we'll be selling almost 100% of the um, stuff. How do you describe it? Stuff. Lots of stuff. Plus there's, there's, I've got old camping gear and rock climbing gear because I sort of used it for my, my storage as well. Camping gear, rock climbing gear. There's sound equipment there, mixers, um, wireless mics. Um, I mean, there's, there's water bubblers there. There's, there's so many, so much there. There's desks, there's chairs, there's, uh, It's endless. There's swimming pool pump, swimming pool frame. There's so much there. There's 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 barn doors. You know those. If you've got a farm, you need some barn doors. The metal ones, paddock doors. We've got those. There's so much there. So much there. Stand up kennels. Um, there's um, regular kennels. There's crates. There's airline crates. Oh my gosh, excuse me, that was rude. Oof. Sorry about that, guys. All right. All right, everybody. Madly in love with you. Take care.